Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. We're going to take a brief look at the fixtures for the 2020-21 campaign. Alongside Kieran Kelly, we'll dive into Newcastle United's calendar for the new season, which starts away at West Ham. And we'll try and figure out what it all means for the transfer window, Mike Ashley, Steve Bruce, the takeover, and much, much more. All that to come on this episode of the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Welcome to Chronicle Live on Facebook. This will also be going out in an episode of the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined by Kieran Kelly, and it is fixture release day. The fixtures have been announced for the 2020-21 campaign. Kicks off on September the 12th. Newcastle travel away to West Ham. Um, Kieran, your initial thoughts. First off, I think there's not that excitement or that buzz that there usually is with fixtures. I don't know if you get the same sense as that. Lots of fans on Twitter saying we really don't care that much. And I'm sure we'll get a few comments in a moment saying exactly the same. Uh, there does seem to be a bit of apathy around the fan base at the moment. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, I think you you look at it in two ways. Obviously, this is, um, I know we've heard this so many times, it's an unprecedented situation. So I think even before the events of the past month or so uh, with the takeover, I think it's not been your typical fixture release day. You know, the fans know they, they can't go along to the opening day for the first time in Premier League history, even if they wanted to go. And as you say, you know, there'll be fans there who who rightly and naturally will feel that even if um, they could go along, they, they just don't feel like they can. And, you know, you, you look back to the, the opening day last season, obviously when the, the boycott took place for the Arsenal game and a year on really uh, that situation's you know, it's worsened. I think a lot of people have obviously felt they they just can't go along. Uh, it's heartbreaking for them, you know. Um, but I think they've they've obviously had enough over the, the 13 years. And I think this takeover, as much as, you know, say the Rafa Benitez situation last last summer was, was a big turning point, this takeover uh, has been a huge turning point. I think how that gone through, a lot of sports would have felt that um, they would have had that, that connection again. But, you know, they that collapse and has, has left the fan base crushed and when you look at what's happening in the transfer window at the moment obviously it's been quite slow because of coronavirus for all clubs bar you know Chelsea and Man City um, supporters haven't really been able to get excited about signings either so it's been it's been quite you know when you think the season's only a few weeks away it's been a really weird uh, you know close season um, you know you've had the takeover blow it's been a quiet transfer market and uh, yeah, as you say, there's there's a bit of apathy around. I mean, looking at the months, and of course, everyone has to play everyone, so I'm not really a big fan, <laughs> and this is a tough running, but there are some difficult months. October, 
is quite a difficult one. Burnley, Manchester United, Wolves and Everton there. And then yeah. you look at May as well. I mean, if Newcastle aren't safe by May, that is a horrendous running given that we, I mean, we let's assume that Sheffield United continue their good form and aren't yeah. one season wonders. Um, but again, I mean, you talk there about the transfers and that, that's going to be key, isn't it? Especially we know Newcastle's lack of goals. We know Stupus wants a striker, being linked to Callum Wilson, uh, to Ian Brewster at Liverpool. Uh, but also he's lost three loan signings. There's always just signed for a new club. Uh, Bentaleb, well, you know, uh, yeah. Um, and Danny Rose looks like he's gonna he's gonna possibly stay at Wolves. Mighty Longstaff looks like he's nearing a new contract but hasn't yet signed. So that squad needs a lot of work. Now the transfer window is open till October the fifth, but you want you want that striker in, don't you, before the season kicks off? And and while they're, they're going to announce Jeff Hendrick, we think later this week, things are still yet to really move in the, in terms of a striker, aren't they? And, and that's the key. We need to see some additions just to um, firm up the squad, let alone improve it. Yeah, I mean, you could you could easily make a case for four or five additions. Um, uh, and that's with Hendrick and, and Gillespie coming in. Um, you know, uh, I look at the, the striker situation and so it's not going to surprise, you know, if you think they're, they're looking around, there aren't going to be any... Um, how do you say? You know, clubs are smart. They're gonna not gonna let their best strikers go out on loan. I know it's such an obvious thing to say. So, you know, you're looking at a situation maybe like the Rondon deal, where they might have to give up a, a player to to get a, a player like that. Or, um, you know, it's such a tricky situation. I think they have to go all in for the striker. I agree with you. They need someone to get ten Premier League goals. Um, you know, this season they need a proven Premier League striker. They need a number nine. Um, I think Gale has has a lot to offer still. I think he's definitely worth keeping, but they definitely need someone up there to help him as well or to, to lead the line. And uh, you look at kind of those players they've been linked to, you know, Callum Wilson, Joshua King. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for, ultimately go for someone who just has done it in the Premier League before because I think, as you've seen with uh, the Joe Linton deal, when you try and be a bit clever and, and trying to, you know, uh, put a player in a new position. It, it didn't work, and I don't think Joe Linton will get them the ten goals they'll, they'll need from a forward. So that's the big, the big test. But when it goes back to the fixtures, I think you know it wouldn't surprise me. As you said, the the games will be going on right until the window closes. That Newcastle, like they've traditionally done, do a bit of their business later in the window. Um, you know, the windows. This window looks a very slow burner. You know, as I said, aside from Chelsea, Man City, a lot of the teams are taking stock of the situation. You know, every team's been hit by coronavirus. Um, but I think we do need to see Newcastle do something. You know, this is Bruce's second season. His first proper summer, really, in terms of trying to put his stamp on it. And he'll be desperate to kind of bring in those key players uh, because they're, they're going to need it. I mean, if... If they stand still, they could, they, they'll get dragged in, you know, so they do have to just cover their back. And I think bringing in proven Premier League players, given the short turnaround, it, you can see where they're coming from. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because Mike actually thought he'd be long gone by now. And we mentioned the apathy of the fans, but he's disinterested, isn't he? You know, he, he clearly wants to sell. He's reported uh, true. He's, he's trying to get the Saudi deal up and running again. Um, you know, 
rumours that that's going on in the background. We wait to see what the trusts were told by the Premier League as well. But it's difficult to, to... I mean, it's easy actually to see why the fans are so disinterested when we, we know the owner also is, is equally as disinterested and he's probably going to do the bare minimum because he wants to get out. He wants, he wants to make sure Newcastle in the Premier League so he can still get his money. But other than that, other than safety, I don't think it's unfair to say that you would probably say safety is the main aim this season for, for Mike Ashley. Yeah, it's 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 a sobering statement, but you know, you, you think of where we where everything was uh, a year ago and you know, that was such a chaotic summer and you thought, geez, it couldn't get that kind of level again a year later, but you're you're looking at it and, and while the managerial situation is you know, there, there's not that upheaval necessarily, it's still the same situation upstairs and the thing is like 30, 35 million, if that includes, you know, agents fees and, and everything else, how much of a, uh, how much can you really do with that? You know, if you're, if you're trying to strengthen, you know, as you, as we've touched on, you know, left back striker, arguably need a winger, then you're talking squad depth as well, probably another three players on top of that. How can you spread that? Uh, we know, you know, with uh, Benitez obviously used to be a fan of kind of, He'd rather bring in, you know, uh, four, seven million signings rather than one twenty-eight million pound signing. But um, given the way the market is, you know, just what can Newcastle do? And I think it's it's true, you know, if if Ashley uh, he's been hit by this, his portfolio businesses have been hit by his coronavirus. Um, it's, it's supporters are, are resigned to the fact that he's just not going to put any money in and. Um, at least I suppose out of all this they know he's a willing seller it's a very very uh, thin straw to clutch to but um, you just hope that that something can can come about um, but the way this window is it is gearing up just for another survival battle which is the last thing Newcastle fans want really Just finally then you look at the opening 10 games and Newcastle only face I think three of the top six in that time and then they've got a few fixtures like so Brighton, Southampton, so teams that were around them, teams that were, you know, fighting for safety um towards the end of the season. So it's not the worst run in the world running in the world, bit difficult to say there. Um in the opening ten games. But they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something that they failed to do really last season, that's win against the teams around them. They were very good, and you know, they beat Spurs and against the top teams. That they, they were decent enough. Yes, we had the Man City thrashing and what have you, but they're going to have to take on the likes of West Ham, who, of course, they beat away, but at home didn't go too well. And they've got, they're going to have to, in their opening ten games, beat the likes of Southampton, beat the likes of West Ham, and make sure that they get some uh, points under the belt. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, um, last season they got ten points from games against Man U, Man City, Spurs, and Chelsea, and. As, as much as that was an achievement, uh, if you want to put it like that, uh, you can't just rely on that again uh, this season. So the it's interesting, really, because you look at the the two hardest periods, arguably the festive period and the final six games, so the run-in. But if Newcastle are smart, those games shouldn't be so season-defining. Uh, you know, the, the, the amount of teams they'll play before they play... Uh, Liverpool and Man City and Leicester Christmas, you know, there are a lot of points up for grabs. You know, you're playing West Brom, you're playing Brighton, West Ham, Fulham, Southampton, uh, Everton, all those teams in and around Newcastle um, last season and, and 
probably this season. And there are the games they have to start picking up points in. And the start, you know, it's a cliche, the start's going to be so important. I think Newcastle have won their, their open day record's terrible. I don't think fans even need a stat to know that. I think they, they've lost 11 open day fixtures in the Premier League. Um, whatever about the opening day, they only won one of the first seven last season. And given the way they finished last season, uh, you know, the last thing they need really is a hangover from that. And then you have the takeover thing. And then you have obviously the transfer uncertainty. So it's really, really important that those first seven games, um, they get points on the board quickly and they can use that then as a springboard. But like I said, December and May look look brutal, but they shouldn't define their season, if that makes sense, because there's so many games before those those periods that they can actually pick up points in. So that's the key for them this season. There we have it, Kieran. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you guys for watching. If you head over to Chronicle Live, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. <laughs>